This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia, and with me is my co-host, Lon. Hey, hey, hey. Glad to be back. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> it has been. <laughs> uh, this is our first recording of the new year, Lon, and hey. it's already February 1st. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Where did the year go? I mean... January flew by. <laughs> yeah, it's been a minute. All right. So in case our listeners are wondering, we are covering 90 Day Fiance season 10. Oh my gosh, Lan. Season 10? Has it been that long? <laughs> Wait, does that mean that 90 Day Fiance started 10 years ago? Or am I tripping? I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. 2014. <laughs> Oh That's my crazy. gosh. Yeah. yeah. Oh Lord. Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay. Let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> we will be covering from episode 15 onwards, which I think seems like it's three quarters of the season because at this point, a lot of the cast members are getting ready to get married. So I thought we can start with Clayton. And Annalie. Clayton and Annalie. What do you think about Clayton and Annalie? <laughs> I think they were cute. I just feel bad that they're living with his mom. Not that it's a bad thing, but I guess the living space is... She lives in the closet, right? Yeah. Is that right? I wouldn't put my mom in a closet that's just so weird you, yeah that's just so weird to me i mean the mom is not complaining so it's not like I, I still feel bad like when we were first introduced to clayton and we found out that the mom is in the closet and the entire i guess living room area or family room area is full of i don't know guinea pigs right the guinea pigs yeah yeah <laughs> I just wonder if this guy has his priorities right. And it turns out Clayton is a gamer, right, Lon? He's, mm -hmm. he's huge on gaming. He has that one friend <laughs> from San Diego right. that came to his bachelor party. I figure we can start talking about his bachelor his, his party. His bachelor Lon. land, a land party. More, yeah. <laughs> more like it. <laughs> what do you think about that? Like, would you be able to settle for that kind of bachelor party? Like, I don't want to judge people too hard, but it is pretty odd that you have that one friend fly over only to take a dip in the pool and then jump on a, yeah. a land gaming session. Personally, I feel like it would have been a waste of your best man time and efforts and money. But I don't know. What do you think, Lan? Were you impressed? Do you think it's a cute romance moment? <laughs> 
So now that I'm older and I saw what Clayton did, you know what? I was like, look, having a close friend coming over to play video games sounds like a good time. On any other night, it would be a great time. However, for a bachelor party, especially at his age, like I said, my exception is that I'm older now. I don't need to be going out and partying. I can still do that. I'd still consider it fun. But spending time with someone that's really close, actually with people that are really close, I don't think I would just invite one person. But I get that. I get that he like invited his best homie and to play some video games. To me, that sounds like a good time. And on any other night, I would be like, that's fucking dope. Well, let's call it a Friday. That's great. But for a bachelor party, yeah, I don't know. I think especially at his age, he's getting married at a young age. He needs to go all out. He needs to get the partying out of his system. That's the reason these things are around. That's why the bachelor bachelorette party is a tradition. It's to get all that partying out of your system because you're going to be cuffed, hopefully for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Meanwhile, in a true contrast, I guess, Annalie had a heck of a time with her bachelorette party because Clayton's sister, Brandy, had organized, I guess, a stripper to come in. A party bus, a, a par- stripper. In a party bu- yeah, a party bus. <laughs> yeah. I guess they chug beer the American way. Yeah, I guess she had a, like I say, heck of a time. Hopefully it met her expectation. She should have planned Clayton's party too. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, but correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't Brandy kind of reluctant at first? Like she felt like she was sort of voluntold or something, or I don't know, maybe there was a loss in translation or maybe she... Yeah, you're right. I think she just felt that there were a lot of responsibilities that, or not responsibilities, but expectations. Mm. I think the expectations were high and she felt that she was the only one pulling her weight. From what I got was like, okay, I have this list that we were supposed to split, like how much of this did you take care of, you know? And he's just like, oh yeah, we can get one of those. That's not a big deal. I think it was a mediator or or I don't know, a priest, I don't know, some religious figurehead or someone to do the wedding. And he's like, oh, you can find those people anywhere. And she's like, <laughs> you had one job, <laughs> you know, what are you doing? And then they tasked her with getting like a llama or something, or I don't know, some kind of animal. And oh, she's okay. like, yeah, didn't get that. So I think there were just, you know, really high expectations and she was getting pulled in all different directions. And I think she was just really frustrated. But you know what? A plus for effort, not even just for effort, but A plus for throwing, I think, a really good bachelorette party considering the budget and the constraints. I thought that was kind of messed up when it came out of Annalie's mouth when she goes, immigration? Yeah, I know. That <laughs> I was, was so like, funny. Meanwhile, the guy was wearing a shirt that says SWAT. Yeah. <laughs> that looked like a good time, but I guess they're going to fight about it. Yeah. Next- I don't know what his problem is, but when he said like, no hombres, <laughs> no yeah. strippers, I was like, well, what's the deal? Like, this is a bachelorette party. You of all people, you being the American should know that this is a tradition. Right, right. What is the deal, you know? Yeah, it's puzzling that this is kind of the thing on 90 Day Fiancé, where you would think, look, we're Americans. We know what the bachelor, bachelorette party entails. And yet we find people who are just like, no, it's going to be lame. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) this is our culture. It's what we grew up with. Like, you understand what this is about. 
and they're just like, nope, you got to have a lame party. That's that's it. I'm inviting my friend to play play a video game with me and yours has to be equally as lame. Like, no. <laughs> like, yeah, that's not fair. <laughs> that's him like imposing his will and like projecting and that's not cool. But um, it did take a serious turn when Brandy and Annalie started talking about what life would look like when they get married. And part of the concern, I guess, is the fact that they will forever be tied to Clayton's mom, which I guess to me, having grown up in a multi-generational home, I don't see any problem with that. Like we've had grandmas living with us. Of course, like, I think what helps is the separation of space, right? If Mm. your relative or, you know, your mom or your dad has a separate room, obviously it isn't a big deal at least, but I can see how it might be suffocating to have a mom that's like only a few feet away when you're trying to get into the mood. (laughs) She's going to be in the closet the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just not cool. (laughs) I can see how it's uncomfortable for them, but I don't know. Like, I think it is what it is. So I fail to see what the problem is. If I could like point out what the problem might be is the fact that Clayton may not want to spend on a bigger home. Hmm. Yeah, Yeah, for me, I think the problem is the relationship. I think they're just not on good terms and... If Annalie had a better relationship with Clayton's mom, or maybe if they were able to communicate better, I think it would be less of an issue. But because they don't communicate well, she keeps thinking that Clayton and his mom are talking shit about her and things like that. It's one of those things where like, well, if this is what's going to be my life, then I don't want it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would rather it just be us than like having your mom in your corner the entire time, listening to us get into these arguments. And then I overhear you guys, you know, speaking in English about me and stuff like that. Mm. So I could kind of see where that becomes uncomfortable. But if they had a better relationship, most of the time when families like cohabitate, it's because they're really tightly knit and they get along with each other. Hopefully (laughs) not everyone gets along with their in-laws. I understand that too. I get it. And I think this is that case where right now she doesn't have the best relationship with her future in-law. And it's like, is she going to be there the entire time listening to us when we're having our disagreements and and talking behind my back and all this stuff? I can kind of see where that's uncomfortable. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the next week's preview is, but I think they're going to argue about the bachelorette party. Yeah. Which, again, that's just the extra drama. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're going to make it to the altar. So I'm not too worried about this couple. Moving on to <laughs> Rob the Knob from LA and Claire from London. Is this your favorite couple one? Is <laughs> I was really rooting for them in the beginning. I really Aww. was. I can identify with these younger couples. You know, the fact that he's from LA, right? The fact that he's from Cali resonates with me. He seemed to be a cool guy. But I also think he has a lot of issues underneath the surface, some some insecurity issues, some issues of self-worth. And the episode where he blew up, I think he could have approached it differently. But Mm. I think his insecurity was there. And, you know, when they started talking about how he could have been better, how he could have done better, 
it was almost like he's seeing his surroundings and that he's not good enough. Yeah. And that's when he was just like, well, 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 fuck this and fuck you and blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, dude, you can approach it, you know, differently. Like, I understand this is the situation now, but things are going to get better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But again, he's dealing with a lot of like self-worth and not being validated, I think. And I know that Sophie, I guess, comes from a more affluent background. Ooh, let me stop you right, right? there. So remember Statler from, I want to say, 90 Day Fiancé the other way? Statler. Yeah, the Familiar, but... couple, the one that went to live with her British girlfriend. And yes. She pooped in the room. Not no. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yes. by the cabin. She the Valentine's Day date where she goes, yeah. can I move in with you? <laughs> that yeah. one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. She, the, yeah, the chick that wants to move in with her, yeah. her British girlfriend. I guess she went down the rabbit hole. She discovered that Rob is supposedly from an affluent family himself. Hmm. He grew up okay. Like, he is not someone that's, like, always penny-pinching. Like, let's just say that he all right. He good. He, he good. Yeah, he good. He he won't be in the streets anytime soon. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and that was something that I recently found out. I think apparently she and Rob are, are feuding online because she kind of exposed him and his actual background. Because I think Rob writes himself as someone who's very frugal. He's living in a very strange community i'm making it out here right (laughs) that's the energy he gives off yeah it's like look man it's doggy dog out here in la and i'm making it out here on my own you know what i mean exactly i don't get the help from from my moms like you do i don't get the help from yeah when he was going off on her he was just like well i ain't got all that well you got all that bro yeah 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 (laughs) okay huh that changes things a little bit okay yeah Apparently, he grew up in one of the richest city in the U.S. Trying to find out where it is. But I think I saw something about Overland, Kentucky, which is like one of the more affluent neighborhood. He's okay. His family is okay, is what I gather. So I think that tells me that he chooses to live yeah. like that. His real he name's just... Clarence, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's still a Rob. He's still Rob the Knob. He's still Rob, Rob the Knob. <laughs> but he's not like, you know, slumming it all the time in his life. Like, he's okay. He's yeah. okay. I think he just chooses to be frugal in LA because I guess he just wants to make it out on his own without his family helping him. But I still think it's so cruel man at that age to not live with an attached bathroom like come on (laughs) come on now yeah and i think that reaction was pretty normal reaction i think from anyone you know who's coming to see their future son-in-law and wanting more uh for their daughter yeah so only to find that they're living in a tight situation right yeah i would respect the hustle but rob is just not a nice person yeah how did you feel about when he was i thought it was a passive aggressive move i thought it was immature to like 
attack Sophie low-key subliminally on social media i'm like lame by posting a lame meme. yeah come yeah. on bro passive aggressive bro <laughs> just That's call her cool. and talk about it don't be posting memes up this could be us but you lame i'm like nah that's lame bro that's a tantrum dude like that's yeah. like a, that's like such a 12 year old 10 year old <laughs> shit like come on stop it now all your peoples know that you and your fiance are having problems like why even put that out there like that um yeah emotional intelligence of a seven-year-old right there do you think they're playing up the bisexual bit with sophie because it's like Dude, i have nothing against what people's you know preferences are but i just hate the fact that they're playing this up yeah like why are they making this a plot point like i don't yeah. understand right what I get that, that she is, it? and that's great, but yeah. I mean, is okay. this really going to impact their marriage the way it's making it out to be? Yeah. I'm like, dude. <laughs> Did she cheat on him? No. She yeah. just happens to be bi, and maybe she's yeah. bi-curious. Yeah. I understand the whole, you know, maybe children are not in our future, and this is a point of contention for us, yeah. and this is something we need to sit down and talk about because right. you know, it's going to impact our future. But the whole, I'm bi you're going to cheat on me with a woman, you know, and the mom going, well, have you dated women yet? You don't yeah. know, you know? <laughs> yeah. Are you sure you want to be with Rob the Nope? Yeah. I think when somebody <laughs> loves another person and it wants to marry them, <laughs> do they really need to explore further? If she knows, she knows. And maybe she'll regret it. But I, I think when someone wants to marry somebody, they're pretty confident in that decision. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I almost thought that maybe it might be better if she revealed that she's bisexual and then kind of did what Igor or Justin suggested, which is, hey, how about a third partner in the bed? <laughs> then like, okay, I, I get Let's that. talk Going about somewhere. that because I do want to talk about <laughs> right? that. Yeah. Wait, like, before we move, we jump to yeah, yeah, Igor, yeah. I don't know if you caught Claire's mom calling her slutty. When she wore one of those wedding dress. And I'm like, I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah. I was like, how is this slutty? And you're calling your own daughter slutty. Like, come yeah. on. And she even said, oops, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, I shouldn't mm -hmm. have used that word. And I'm like, yeah. What the hell, woman? Yeah. It barely showed the navel. Like, there yeah. was a part where the bands cross. Yeah. And the, just the navel is barely there. Barely. And I was like, if that's it, because that was only the actual really showy thing. Okay, yeah, there's a slit in the leg and your leg peeks out of it when you're walking. Big mm. whoop, right? Mm. Like, but I think that's almost pretty commonplace in wedding dresses because some people need to walk. And the ones that are not cut like that, they just the bit restrictive. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't think it was that slutty at all. Yeah, maybe it was a Freudian slip. Like she just... Generational gap. Yeah, she just thought it and she's like, Ugh. didn't filter yeah. it. Okay, so Igor or Justin. <laughs> Look, I like Justin, y'all. I don't think he's that bad. The guy who speaks like every word ends with a period, you know, <laughs> he talks like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's reading a script. I admire the fact that he learned English through what, Duolingo, I think. But the way he talks, like someone yeah. didn't bother teaching him grammar or something. Like he, I think, because I know Filipinos do this, and maybe it's true for anyone who's where English isn't the second language. They say it 
in their native language in their head, and then they interpret it as it comes out. So that's probably what he's, he's processing the single word. Yep. Then... Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. What about them? What about Nikki and Justin, Lon? Is this your favorite couple? I like Justin. I think it's a difficult thing. I want to say it's admirable. I'll just say it. Fuck it. It's admirable, I think, how he's approaching the relationship. It's tough. You know, it's tough to unlearn the things we've been taught and to love somebody and then to take that relationship and bring it to the public knowing the difficulties, the challenges mm -hmm. that you're going to face, the judgments, and just the things that, that come with, you know, stigmatizing the trans community. Yeah. And he's dealing with it as best he can. I give him points for that. In a perfect world, obviously, this wouldn't be a thing, right? In a perfect world, this is the bare minimum is to be proud of your partner and to want to be able to show your partner off and to reveal this relationship to the world. But again, we're not living in a perfect world and he has to deal, they, not he, they have to deal with this together. And I think, you know, Nikki's frustration is just like, you should go ahead and you blah, 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 blah. You should be proud of me and stuff like that. And I think he is, but there are fears that he has to deal with societal expectations and things like that, that he's trying to navigate. So I get it. Like he loves you. He's proud of you, but he's also trying to navigate like one protecting you. You know, he said that he's like, well, I'm not doing this to keep you away from people, but I understand how people are here and I want you to be safe. Yeah. You know, you can't just be, ah, oh, I'm me and blah, 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 like that. You know, now he has to be like, okay, are there people here who might want to harm someone who's trans, right? Yeah. So I think like he has difficulty navigating this and we see it and it's interpreted almost as like, He's transphobic ashamed. or yeah. shame mm -hmm. right and i'm like look he's doing the best he can and i just think he deserves some credit for that now circling back to the three like okay so for me y'all look i'm gonna just say when it comes to sex and things like that i think once we get to a certain stage with our partners i think it's okay to talk about the things that turn us on to talk about fantasies we are telling these things we're being vulnerable about things that maybe other people would look at us and go like, oh, is that the shit you're into? And be like, you know what I mean? But we understand that we're being vulnerable with our partner. And I think they've been dating seven years or something, yeah. right? It was a long time, yeah. Mm -hmm. So of course, of course he's gonna try to be open about this. You know, I get it. You're about to get married and it's the timing's bad, but at the same time, when is he going to tell you these things? And I feel that he's seeing that there's a deadline here and he's like, I need to get this out now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I think there's a trust there and a vulnerability that's there. I'm not saying you should react how to react to hearing that. Oh, you want to sleep with someone else? Because yeah, that, I think that's a normal reaction too. But at the same time, I think, you know, when someone is exposing things, you know, especially what are, you know, things that are related to sex <laughs> and things that are so intimate, I think. I, he wasn't trying to hurt her. I think he was just trying to say, look, like, I love you. And this is the things I'm into. And what do you think about that? Yeah. Just <laughs> like, running the idea past. Yeah. I'm just wondering, you know. what do you, <laughs> like, how do you feel about that? <laughs> I think I hate it that the producers, maybe I blame the producers always, but 
the producers thought that that would be a cool plot line, right? And I hate the fact that all they talk about in the beginning is, you know, Nikki complaining that, oh, we don't have sex. You don't love me. We don't have sex. And I'm like, dude, this is your third day in Moldova. Like, chill. <laughs> the guy is warming up to it. Like, chill. Like, every single episode leading up to this episode, what was it, 15? It's all about, you don't love me anymore because we don't have sex. We're not intimate. We're not intimate. And I'm like, dude, I want to get behind this couple. I really think they're really cute. But it's the plot lines, the story behind them that kind of got to me and it became so annoying. I'm glad you mentioned that because I also felt the same way. It's like you took the words right out of my, out of my mouth. I blame production in that you, you said it. You already said it. It's like they understand that conflict sells. Conflict, those clips are what go viral. That's what mm. everyone tweets about mm. or X is about. I don't know, whatever mm. fucking Twitter is called now. <laughs> they understand that, that that kind of drama is what's going to go viral. So they start feeding these like bits of conflict in it. And right when you said that, like the sex and then the three something, I couldn't help but wonder and go, man, is that just like them saying we need some conflict we need some drama because we need to see you guys fighting about something right yeah you know i mean like yeah. it's always like that it's just like so formulaic that like if you guys aren't fighting about something yeah we'll find another couple who's gonna yeah. fight about something yeah and i was just like it doesn't need to be that way <laughs> yeah and i'm not from the trans community but i hate that nikki's being put in that light i just feel like it's shining a bad light on her being a trans woman and being portrayed like a horn dog. I don't know why. I feel like in a way that's an okay image to have. But at the same time, the way it's being done, it's so tasteless. And I'm pretty sure that's mm -hmm. not her. I don't think that's how they are in real life. But yeah, like you said, conflict sells. And the producers probably set them down and be like, all right, so y'all cute and, you know, y'all get along. Okay, what will you all fight about? Right. Intimacy. All right. Let's play that up. The moment you touch down at Kisanao, go talk about the fact that you're not getting it. Yeah. <laughs> you're not getting it on day one. You're not getting it on day two, day three. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. It's because you're ashamed of me. Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> he loves you. What are you talking about? Exactly. But then it's like, wait a minute. It's because there's people behind the scenes going, fight, fight, fight. Exactly. Like, on, His parents adore her. The parents Did you see, no yeah, what is it? What was it? A wedding party? I don't know what that yeah, was. Yeah, engagement party. Everyone was so accepting. Yeah. Everyone was so loving. Everyone was smiles and, oh, God, I'm so glad to finally meet you. Yeah. I'm her, like, it, dude, Igor, Justin, he's over here. I'm afraid. Oh, I don't know what they're going to think. And then they met her and you're like, wow, this is totally not what, exactly. <laughs> what the fuck was he afraid of? <laughs> Everyone was so proud of her. Everyone was celebrating the fact that she's American. Yeah. And can sing and yeah. can speak English. You know, Cheering I'm pretty her sure. On. Yeah. yeah. We want to see you sing. Like, I'm like, it, okay, <laughs> you yeah. must have prepped them real good because yeah. <laughs> they're so cool about this. <laughs> Man, these fake scripted drama. Yeah. Speaking of fake scripted drama, I've not seen a forced scene in a long time like this 
Ashley confronting her friend Alicia about the fact that their husbands or their partners are not getting along. Mm. I just felt that scene was so forced. Yeah. You know, like they were in the middle of getting a lap dance from the strippers and suddenly like, <laughs> Alicia, can I come talk time to out, you? Time before out, time the, out. Time out. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> dude, strippers trying to like entertain you here. Like just enjoy the moment. <laughs> Don't need to go outside to talk about yeah. you guys' partner. Oh. But anyway, let's rewind. We need to bring up that conversation that happened in the backyard. What? Yeah. In four episodes? Really? Now? I know. Now? <laughs> in the middle of this party? Like... <laughs> What? what? <laughs> but let's rewind. Lon, what do you think of Ashley and Manuel? They got problems, but again, they're dealing with it. I think her Spanish is amazing. Y'all, you see how they can get through their conflicts? They fight a lot, y'all. Mm -hmm. But do you see the difference between people who are speaking through a phone and people who can go back and forth and engage yeah. Yeah. In discourse. Yeah. The way she does, right? She, yeah. she just goes off and he goes off. Yeah. And it's like, I'm just like, wow. Like, and you know, to to Clayton's credit, same. Clayton yeah. and Ashley, y'all doing it right. Yeah. Like they learn the language and they're able to communicate with their partners. Yes. And yeah, there's gonna be conflict, obviously, but it's so much better when they can get on the same page and understand each other. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's times where Manuel is not my favorite person, but I have to put myself in his shoes. You know, I get it. I think it's harsh, you know, when he thinks that she's not, you know, being supportive, you know, and, and things of that nature, like what happened in previous episodes. But then, you know, when I saw him crying during the party on the boat, I just had to remember this is a guy who misses his family. This yeah. is a guy who loves his family. This is a guy who understands they're struggling. So yeah, I got to give him a break when he's like, he's thinking about this money she's spending, which he considers is just like, why? I have four pairs of pants and they work. I wash them, you know? You're getting another pair of pants. It seems so trivial to us, but for someone coming to America and seeing our extravagance. Um, Overconsumption. Our, our, yes, our looking, over looking at y'all Stanley Cup <laughs> people <laughs> going to Target and stomping on each other for that limited editions, whatever. I know. Just kidding. And it wasn't even <laughs> pink or purple or whatever the color it was supposed to be. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. Like, I get it. And that was touching. He's like, I miss my kids. So, you know, that was a side of Manuel that was like, that didn't come out a lot, but. I appreciated it and uh, it made me step back and go, okay, he can't help it but to be judgmental sometimes and to say, look, this money could be going to my family. But I get it. She's like, I give them money. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like I do. Am I going to give them my entire check? No, I got bills to pay and I like my things. <laughs> and can so. we talk about that? Because I feel like even if that's fake or that's paid up, the whole like giving your partner's family back at wherever they come from money I was kind of offended because it felt like it was forced like if she said I will willingly send your family $200 that's great that's on her but then for him to kind of remind her and guilt trip her yeah on this like her spending her own hard-earned money on stuff that she wants to do was, I get it like it seems like she is extravagantly spending on her pets which again like as a Singaporean I had 
a ton of cats growing up. I didn't spend as much as I am right now on my three cats. And I used to have 11. <laughs> so it's like culturally, it's different, I guess. Like the way we treat our pets back home and the way like the Western world or, you know, maybe just an American thing where, yeah, you spend on all kinds of stuff for your pets. Like I can see how Manuel looked at that and be like, yeah, dude, that's crazy overindulgent right there on your pets. Mm -hmm. But then I kind of side with her because it is her money and she can spend however she wants to spend. She's feeding you. She is clothing you. She's sheltering you. Like, what's the deal? Like, she is not obligated to support your family. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And that's what, like, made me feel like he's such a douche. But I saw this latest episode where he felt shame and guilty for enjoying the moment. And I realized I've been down that road before where I'm, like, being introspective. And I'm like, well, I'm here in the U.S. and... My family's back home in Singapore, even though Singapore is not really like <laughs> a bad thing, but like, you know, it's not like third world or anything, but like, I, f I still feel guilty, right? Because you're sort of like living your dreams, you're, you know, having the time of your life and then you can't help it that your family's not here to mm. experience that moment with you. Right. So I get that. I also appreciate the fact that they can resolve a conflict by going to the public restroom and just <laughs> banging one out. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't recommend because as a germaphobe, I think that's not the, you know, but hey, if you have to do it, you got to do it, I guess. That's their prerogative. I just find it funny how they came out looking so innocent, like they didn't do anything that we all viewers know that they did. Yeah. And they were just... <laughs> It's almost like they had practiced this before and they had done it before. And the only difference is now there's a mic <laughs> attached to them and camera crew waiting for them outside. <laughs> yeah. They were all, they had the best poker face. Like they were like, huh, all right, well, nothing happened. Just went to that room and just, you know, just talk, talk it out. Just, we just talked it out. <laughs> You know, no, nothing gets the juices flowing like a good argument, right? For <laughs> <Like, laughs> like, them, He just starts like touching her hair and he's like, what can I do? <laughs> like, follow me. <laughs> and, and it came out of nowhere. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. It did happen. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, we went were there. arguing two minutes ago. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that negotiation man like yeah you know, like she was pissed and then he was like well i'm sorry sorry yeah. Myanmar. what can i yeah. do what can i do and then she was like come with me come with me <laughs> she had thought it man she had thought it that's why it was like go time for her but anyway that was cute anything else lon no 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 i think we're good on manuel and ashley yeah before we and with my favorite couple, I think I just want to note that Jasmine and, sorry, Jasmine and Gino were not in this episode, but I think they were the other couple in this particular season. I'm over them. I don't know about you, but I'm freaking over them. I feel like they argue about the stupidest stuff and I really think that they should retire this couple. I mean, they've been in so many iterations of 90 Day Fiance. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I think you guys have run out of things to argue about. And we've seen Jasmine throw her tantrums and eventually kind of cowers like a puppy afterwards. But like, I'm really over them. I don't have to talk about them, but just want to say that I'm really over them. 
anyway. Ditto. Yeah. It's the same. It's, <laughs> it's the, the same. same. Yeah. Rinse, yeah, repeat, same. dude. Yeah. Okay. Seriously, my favorite couple. Maybe because I'm biased because this is my Southeast Asian sister right here. Citra and Sam. Do you know what's cuter than this couple? You think they're a cute couple? I think they're a cute-ish couple. What's cuter than this couple? <laughs> Let me tell you. The fact that her sister is now engaged to his brother. What? Yeah. So there are two sisters that came on this U.S. trip. Nafa and Nanda, I believe. And Nafa is now engaged. If Maybe I, I might be getting my info mixed up. But if not engaged, she's with Sam's brother, Timmy. So now there's... <laughs> Those boys got game or something, huh? Yeah, I guess <laughs> they have a thing for Indonesian girls. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, they're cute. I think they're still together from what I can see on social media. They're not revealing a lot, but... They had a cute, you know, story of getting together and Sam proposed to her when they were on a trip at Bali. And, you know, of course he had a dark past, but I'm so glad he got out of it. And then he's probably dealing with the aftermath of it. I'm not too worried about that because I think it probably all worked out. And now she has her sister over in the U.S. So she's not alone technically, yeah. you know, and yeah, the brothers are dating the sisters, which is so cute. My only call out, I think, on this particular episode is the fact that he bought the ring from a pawn shop that also sells guns. <laughs> I think it's that's a pawn a, shop. <laughs> I, that's a foreign concept for me. Um, <laughs> not that pawn shop isn't the place to go for like rings, but I think my husband also explained the fact that when you do that, you're symbolically inheriting like someone's loss because a lot of divorced people pawn their rings. Mm -hmm. It's either a ring that used to belong to someone who are either, you know, used to be married or maybe they have lost their ring and it just ends up in a pawn shop graveyard, you know? <laughs> so I never I, thought of it like that. I, yeah. He, when he said that, I was like, oh yeah, me too. I didn't think about it that way. And he even said, when we heard that, or when we saw that Sam is spending about, what, $300 on the ring? Yeah. He immediately said, you could have gone to a jewelry store and bought that firsthand. You know, it's like, it doesn't have to be $3,000. Like, you can buy a firsthand $300 ring if you know what she wants. Yeah. And it, it'll be a first-time, firsthand, respectable ring that you got from a jewelry store. It doesn't have to be a pawn shop. But yeah, he... He went to a pawn shop and I was like, huh, okay. Just a thought, you know. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today.
Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even see it like that, but that's, that's an interesting insight. I like this couple. Yeah, I do. I think they're a cute couple. Again, the younger couple. Sam, I think he's trying his best to turn his life around. Mm. Citra's dad intimidates Anyone who has a cop for dad is intimidating. <laughs> the the yeah. dad's going to be intimidating. My thing is, like, can't the wedding wait? Like, what's the rush, right? If the future is uncertain, can't you wait to see if he goes to jail or not and then get married after the verdict? It's, it's like, what's the big deal? Unless you know something I don't know. No, Lon, the answer is, like, in front of you, it's 90 days. <gasps> oh, well, they, they made have it seem to like... get married. They made it seem like the, the trial date was coming up. Yeah. I think that part is probably played out. I think because, you know, like, again, like putting on like a they producer need something. Hand. They need something. <laughs> they need something. And, <laughs> and maybe he did screw up, right? But I think they will, they have to get married because otherwise she has to go back has to, to go Indonesia. Back. Yeah. And then she has to start the process all over again. Mm. So... Good call. I, yeah, I, I think they went through with it. Whether or not he's going to jail, I think she has to be. And now she has a sister. I think it's, you know, at least a little bit easier for her. To yeah. Stay put. But yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be mad at the dad for like threatening to bring his daughters back because, yeah, if you don't get your act together, like, why would a father give his daughter away? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that was fair. Like, well, if he goes to jail, I'm taking I'm taking her back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fair. Spe totally. <laughs> Speaking of her dad, like his dad is cool. <laughs> like his yeah. dad is like, I guess an atheist or something. And he believes in alien. I thought and like he I like like how they throw shade at the dad. Like, hey dad, there's like a foot here in the backyard. He thinks alien. <laughs> 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 like always trying to like throw shade at the dad. But, yeah. yeah. And it looks like the mom has kind of come around too. when they were shopping for the ring. She was like, oh, after meeting her, I've, you know, I've come to love her. I think she's great. Yeah. But she's still not over the whole conversion conversion thing. Yeah. Right. Let's talk about that. So Indonesia has the largest number of Muslims. So I can see how it's like a no go if you don't convert. And it's the same in my culture as well. Like, you know, we Muslims, we expect our partner, our non-Muslim partner to convert to Islam, just mm. like how the Jews expect you to convert to Judaism if you want to get married into the family. So I don't think it's a new concept and I don't think people should be shocked by it. I know for someone who is like obviously a strong Christian would be taken aback like, hey, why not you convert to Christianity? Why must we convert to Islam? So I can see the, the contention there. I can see like how it seems unfair. I'm neutral about this, obviously, because like a little background about me for my first marriage, my ex-husband converted for me, but for my current marriage, my current husband didn't convert. And while I was okay with it, my family wasn't. So it can become contentious, but I think it's not worth fighting about like which religion you are, you know? You know, like now that we have a kid, as long as we raise our kid as a good person, I think that's all that matters. Yeah, right. And it's the same, like I was raised Catholic and... Catholics want both of you to be Catholic, you know, mm -hmm. someone's going to have to convert there too. So mm -hmm. I don't know what denomination of Christianity she is, but when she's like, well, I don't believe someone should have to convert for any reason. 
okay, but like you said, this isn't a new concept. They do it in Christian religions as as well as yeah. like almost every religion <laughs> that, exactly, uh, right? that comes as an expectation now that we're talking about it. And so I'm all about, and this goes for all the other couples too, I'm all about support despite disagreement, mm. meaning you don't have to agree with someone's choices, but you can support them through it, yes. right? Like I might not agree if someone goes out and gets drunk, but you know what? You're already drunk. I'm either going to drive you home or you can sleep on the couch, right? And right. that's just a low-key example. Yeah. You don't have to agree that he's converting, but you can show up to the wedding to support him and say, hey, I really like that you're marrying this person. And if converting to this religion is what's going to do it and make you happy, then I will support you. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it escapes me why some people think that they have to be like mutually exclusive, but like you can be supportive and disagree. Yeah. It's not one yeah. or the other. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, it's, it doesn't have to be a be all end all. I mean, at yeah. the end of the day, you know, Sam's still your family, you know, still your friend, still your kin. So there's no need to protest, just support, you know? Yeah. So what did he say to her? He said, like, I forget. He's, he said something like it's going to be like one of the biggest things in my life and you're not going to be there for it. I was like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can totally relate to that, too. But mm. yeah, it's difficult. You know, like I think some people show their protest that way. Like they're like, OK, I get that we have disagreed on this and you're still doing it that way. So for me to show my disagreement, I'm not going to show up. And that's hurtful. You know, you're only hurting the person that you love. And mm. I don't know. I think, again, I hope the mom would definitely show up. There's a happy ending here. I, I, I think so, it. too. Yeah. I think so, too. <laughs> we'll see. All right, Juan. So that wraps up the episode 15 of 90 Day Fiancé Season 10. In true 90 Day Fiancé WTF fashion, what is your WTF moment? I would have to say the stripper. <laughs> Wait, which one? What? Sorry, the, the stripper on the party bus for Annalie. Be specific because we saw a lot of strippers. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if it was a sock or what, but they covered his member, and he's just like, <laughs> I'm like, whoa, this is TLC, formerly like the Learning Channel, You're and still this learning. is <laughs> this is like a lot, yo. Like, what is going on? <laughs> So yeah, for me, that was true, true WTF right there. What about you? Man, I have three. I'm still trying to pick which one. And maybe our, our listeners can pick for me. So my first one is Nikki's karaoke. Oh, I, I don't know. Still better than Darcy and Stacy. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, ouch. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> yeah. So that's one. Two is Sam going to a pawn shop mm. to buy the ring. Because I thought that was, mm, could have done better, maybe. And then the third one is actually probably four. My God, there's so many WTF Oh my gosh, <laughs> that was a good episode. <laughs> so sorry, guys. It's been a while and I can't pick my WTF <laughs> properly. But the third one is Clayton's bachelor party. The yeah. lack thereof. Right. What's that about? <laughs> 
And then the other one is Claire's mom calling her slutty. I, I <laughs> that's also a WTF <laughs> for me. I don't know. Maybe our our listeners can pick that for me. I I I don't know. Like there's a lot of WTF moments here, and yeah. maybe I might get better <laughs> the more we uh, record this. But yeah. Those are my WTF moments. We're shaking thought. off, shaking off the rust, Nadia. Exactly, we're, <laughs> we're like dusting off uh, the cobwebs <laughs> and everything. All right, Lon. Before we really wrap up, is there any any topic, any anything you want to recommend our listeners? Any shout outs? Mm, you know, there was a series uh, that was pretty interesting. I don't know if I brought it up, but it was brought up on our friends over at um. Tender Love and Care mm-hmm. <laughs> podcast. And it was, um, there's two series. One's on Netflix, one's on Amazon. And it's this thing called Twin Flames. Have you heard about it? No, tell me more. So I don't know if they invented it or if it's a concept that's been around and they decided to monetize it. But there's this couple, they are pushing this belief that of like twin flames and they monetize this program where they guarantee. So your twin flame is your destined other half and it's supposed to be celestial. And if that's your twin flame, there's only one twin flame and you need to be with this person and there's nobody else in the world for you. And they're like, if you join our, our group cult, (laughs) you will find your twin flame. And it started off as people going, oh, yeah, I met my twin flame and them giving tips. Well, you need to approach your twin flame and you need to tell them your feelings. It started off as that. But then things started to get super forceful, like, oh, you know, he's really feeling uncomfortable now. Well, I don't care if he feels uncomfortable. You got to go stalk him and do this and Uh and yeah and it it got so outlandish that like people started calling the cops on these people like you need to stop talking to me and and then get this it got to the point where when things started to fail they started to say your twin flame has to be a member of this group and we are going to assign you your twin flame and If you are a male energy or female energy and it doesn't correspond with your given sex, they're almost kind of like forcefully getting them to transition into their respective gender that they were assigned by the founders of this twin flame group. It's so crazy. It's it's so crazy. And like I said, there's two series, one's on Netflix and one's on Amazon. I highly recommend both if you're into these, you know, kinds of like documentary style relationship. It's all the things that I kind of like about reality. It's Mm. not even reality TV. It's a documentary, really. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Wow. That really piqued my interest there. I will check it out. I have nothing to recommend y'all, but I do have to just say that I'm proud of the Britney army. Mm. Or competing <laughs> against Justin Timberlake's resurrecting know. Britney's single, right? Right, <laughs> right. In every single way, it started with I want to say, well, it happened on Spotify, Apple charts, and even on YouTube. I think because I even the MTV Britney fans like I don't know watch 
like oops I did it again or something like it must have been like millions of times just to get it on top of Justin's selfish MTV yeah so I was like man Britney Army is alive and well and I'm so Team glad Britney. and I I also heard recently that it got to a point where Britney herself has come up to give her support on Justin's single and I'm like man Britney don't need to do that anymore just let it rest just let let the cards fall, you know, as they may, and just enjoy this moment. She's back on it, though. Did you hear about that? What do you mean? Well, because Justin apparently low-key fired shots at her <gasps> at a concert. Yeah, because so she put out something, like you said, she was supporting his single and like, I really love it. I think it's great. And I think she said something like, I apologize, you know, to about the whatever book? I apologize for the things I, I wrote. That was a long yeah. time ago. Yeah. And then at a recent concert, I think it might have been last night since the videos are just surfacing. But Justin was just like, in, at his concert, is like, I want to apologize to absolutely fucking nobody. Like that. And then everyone is like, posted it. Oh, he's taking shots at Britney. So then somebody posted like a Britney post. And she's she was like, I heard somebody was talking shit. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, I love this drama. It's so yeah, funny. I was like, love what? it. She was she and and her comment was funny because she was really trying to be street about it. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I heard someone was talking shit. Do we got to take it to the streets and stuff? I forget exactly <laughs> word for word what she was saying, but I couldn't tell if she was being serious or just she was being comedic. But I was like, okay, here we go. Well, she's for shiz. Yeah, for she is for is <laughs> wicked, um, wicked, wicked. They call me late, <laughs> <laughs> bruh. Man, I was around when you was popping. Nobody called you late, bruh. Yeah, stop. <laughs> stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, shout out to Michelle Williams for that narration. Yeah. That's iconic, by the way. I think it's it's its own like twenty twenty three moment. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Now that I'm finding out about this, I'm actually offended for Janet Jackson because mm. what he, you know, Justin Timberlake has a lot to apologize for, and Janet mm. Jackson is one of them. So, yep, that's it from me. So, yeah. All right, that is it from us. Thank you for listening. If you've made it this far, appreciate that you stayed with us. And apologies if we haven't been putting out a lot of content. You know, life gets in the way sometimes, but. We're still passionate about 90 Day Fiance, as you can tell. <laughs> and yeah, I'm super grateful that we may have 10, 5, 2 of you still listening. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate all of you who are still sticking around with us. And I'm definitely going to do my best to you know, start keeping up a rhythm and putting out more content for y'all. But do accept my sincere apologies. Oh. On that note, I uh, just want to wish everyone, I don't know, happy Black History Month, happy mm -hmm. Valentine's Day, happy Chinese New Year. There's all those good stuffs coming. And go Niners. Go Niners. <laughs> oh, hey, I can't stand the fact that it's all about Taylor Swift, y'all. I don't know. But hey, nine, if Niners win, it's so bittersweet. I love it. I love it. It's so well deserved. All right. Thank you, and bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.